What is up, people? You are listening into New Generation Hero Talk. I am your host, EJ Stewart. We have a great show lined up for you guys today. We'll be talking about the Phase 4 characters apparently being thrown into the fire. That is what the Avengers Kang Dynasty screenwriter said about those characters. So we'll give you guys our thoughts on that. Also, some thoughts on who could be appearing in the Thunderbolts and and. Maybe Jason Momoa will reign as Aquaman after all. There have been rumors that he may be giving up that role soon, but Momoa did somewhat put those rumors to rest, though he did open the door for potential other opportunities within DC. So uh, a great show we have for you guys today. It should be a fun one. Joining me are my co-hosts, starting with Shamari Stewart and Sham. I think we do have to give a big congratulations to Angela Bassett, who, uh, after winning the Golden Globe, was also uh, named a uh, nominee for Best Supporting Actress at the Oscars. So shout out to Angela Bassett. That is the first Marvel actor to be nominated for an Oscar. So a wonderful achievement for her and wonderful achievement for Marvel Studios and for superhero movies as a whole. Yeah, absolutely. Shout out to Angela Bassett. She did a fantastic job in that movie. Um, and, uh, you know, as as I've said before, you know, she's a, she's a great actress. Everything that I've seen her in, she's great, you know. So it is, you know, Marvel is is definitely very fortunate to have an actor of her caliber um, in their um, in their roster of talent. So um, yeah, shout out to her; it's very deserving. And shout out to the, to everybody else that worked on Black Panther. They got several nominations, yep, um, for various different things. So shout out to the whole the whole you know film crew and. Everyone that worked in, in that was involved in the production is very, very um, great achievement. Yeah, I believe they had. I want to say uh, it was like five uh, nominations. I believe yes, five nominations for Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. So you had Angela Bassett for Best Supporting Actress. They also got nominations for costume design. Uh, they got nominations for uh, original song for Lift Me Up. They also got nominations for Best Visual Effects and Best Makeup and Hair Styling. So. Um, Great uh, for the Black Panther Wakanda Forever uh, movie. Great for Marvel. The Batman, I believe, also got some nominations as well. I believe they had four uh, nominations for the Oscars this year as well. So shout out to the Batman. You know, um, we, we all love that movie. So the fact that that also got some recognition, they're going to get nominated for uh, sound design, makeup, and hairstyling. So they'll be competing with uh, Black Panther Wakanda Forever in that department as well as visual effects. So um shout out to the batman shout out to uh black Panther: wakanda forever the more these movies get recognized by the academy obviously it's great for just the kind of the community as a whole so uh congrats to angela bassett congrats to um the batman congrats of course black panther wakanda forever kendall also on the podcast as well Kendall, i'm sure you share those same sentiments regarding the nominations for black panther and the batman oh yeah yeah, for sure. Those are um, huge wins for both. Um, you know, I think that uh, when you look at um, Black Panther, I think the biggest the, the biggest controversy that I've seen out of it, honestly, is the fact that some people felt Letitia Wright was going to get a Best Actress nomination. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't watch any of these movies, uh, so I can't <laughs> tell you whether or not <laughs> anyone was snubbed or... Or, or this, that, and the other, but um, but that was a controversy that that some people had. I guess people that were fans of the movie. Um, but yeah, no, shout out to Angela Bassett. 
Um, you know, I wasn't as big of a fan of the Lift Me Up song from Rihanna. You know, I know some people were disappointed by it. I thought it was all right. Uh, but, you know, I mean, it was a big enough it was a big enough uh, release that it was bound to, to get nominated on that one. So um, shout out to her for getting that. Uh, I don't want to end up like Stephen A. Uh, <laughs> uh, for anybody <laughs> listening. So <laughs> shout out to Rihanna. But, um, but no, yeah, no, I thought that this was a... Uh, huge win for them and dc as well I, I i mean i'm trying to think i'm sure the rock probably thinks that he should have been nominated for best actor no. uh for black adam but i'm not sure what else uh was would have been up for anything honestly i think black adam could have gotten best costume design they had some some sick costumes in black adam yeah but i could have seen that but otherwise no surprises here yeah no i, I agree with that i wouldn't say any of the surprises yeah, Black Adam definitely wouldn't have earned anything but maybe a costume design. Uh, Visual effects. Yeah, and uh, Letitia Wright. Yeah, I mean, I think that once the Golden Globe nomination didn't happen, I kind of didn't expect the Oscar nomination to happen. Uh, I, you know, I know Marvel's pushing hard for it, and I think there's a case made that maybe she absolutely could have gotten it, but, you know, you know, <laughs> it's going to be tough sledding for any Marvel movie to get nominated. I mean, Chadwick Boseman, didn't get nominated for an Oscar for his first performance, which was stellar. So it's it's a very, very tall order, and we have really yet to see any superhero movie get a main cast member nomination. It's always been a supporting actor. We saw uh, Heath Ledger get a supporting actor role uh, nomin- nomination and win at the Oscars, and that was uh, post-ominous. And then you got the, you know, Angela Bassett one here. So it's very tricky to crack into that, you know, best actor mode i don't know did did joaquin phoenix get a, he might have got a best actor I, don't, I might be wrong about that did he get a, yeah uh, he he won it i believe he won it so okay so you did got joaquin phoenix so he's the only person to, to ever win and i think my by my recollection i believe he's the only person to ever be nominated so um so so that so that so that's that's the that's the tall you know mountain that these superhero movies have to climb only the joker has climbed it and the joker is unlike any superhero movie comic book movie that's ever been made arguably it's the so, only character that's ever ever won right that's the only character that's ever won at the oscars so that, that's also it makes presents kind of an interesting bit of history for angela passes and marvel to potentially snatch if they do get this at the oscars to be the first non-joker superhero character to win and what that that'd be really awesome if like it's queen queen ramanda is the character that wins the Oscar, like of all the superheroes that we've had, of all the superhero characters that we've had, um, and and the only person that you have is someone to be as iconic as the Joker, a, a character so iconic, so well known as Joker. That if the next one is a, a Wakandan queen, that actually is the uh, the next person to have their actor be nominated and win an Oscar. That'd be awesome. So I'm rooting for Angela Bassett. I'm sure a lot of us are. Congrats again to uh, Black Panther Wakanda ever crew and the batman for the nomination but let's get into these uh conversations on this episode i think we have a lot of good stuff to talk about so let's begin with this uh these interesting comments uh from the 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 screenwriter for not just uh, avengers kang dynasty but also ant-man and the wasp so kang dynasty is still more than two years away with the film screenwriters already excited about getting his hands on some new marvel characters jeff loveness who I said also uh, penned Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania says, you can expect to see some of Marvel's new heroes challenged in a way they never have before. Speaking with FSX Magazine, Lovinus said, 
introducing an A-list Avengers villain like Kang will mean a lot of Marvel's new heroes will be introduced uh, or that were introduced in Phase 4 will have to grow up really fast and grow into those roles in a really fast way. He said, quote, what do you do when you feel you're not enough against that, meaning that, uh, meaning Kang? How do you step up to face the challenge of this generation who is Thanos on an exponential level? He's almost this infinite Thanos. As I'm building two Avengers, I want to, it to feel like a generational struggle. Phase 4 felt like the birth of new characters. You're, going, you're giving everyone a little bit of a breath. You're broadening out the universe. You have fun with Disney Plus shows that are elevating characters. And now I think it's time to put the pedal to the gas again and really take all these new characters that we uh, like and throw them into the fire. So, Kendall, I, I think this might be the most substantial commentary we've had on what's going to happen in Phase 5 from anyone, I think, that we've had. That we've had, and it makes sense that it'd be a screenwriter who is, you know, who worked on this very important movie in Ant-Man Quantumania and is working on uh, maybe their second most important movie of this entire phase or this entire era um, that's not Secret Wars, but uh, of Kang Dynasty. Uh, how do you look at Love Ness's approach to this story, and does it inspire confidence that this showdown between Kang and these new Avengers will be handled with care and correctly? Yeah, I mean, I think that that's... Um... I think that that is going to be very interesting because, for one, I think the dangerous, the most dangerous part about this for Marvel um, is that so many people have been, you know, a little apathetic towards Phase 4. Um, and I don't know if it's the characters necessarily that have been introduced as much as it's been the actual projects um, that people are uh, haven't been as excited about, but um, cause I think, you know, I mean, everybody loves Shang-Chi, you know, the movie it was positively rece- uh, received, but some people didn't like it as much as maybe, a your, your typical, um, but everybody loves the character. Um, but you know, certain, certain characters that we've seen come through, um, obviously I, I you know, I'd expect, uh, Captain America, Sam Wilson, to uh to play a factor um in this movie uh we'll see we'll see if this this uh you know is referring to um someone like Miss Marvel if this is referring to someone like Moon Knight I mean there's so many characters that it's hard to pinpoint who exactly he's talking about but and maybe it's all these characters all the above that that you would think um that were introduced in Phase Four but um uh, but that's gonna be the interesting thing for them to juggle is how do we take these characters that some people weren't thrilled about or thrilled about their stories and, and put them in better situations than they were last time we saw them? So um, that'll be interesting. But no, yeah, I think that and I think the biggest thing for Marvel, that'll be the easiest way for that to not be a problem is if we come out of this next Ant-Man Quantumania movie being like Kang is going to be better than Thanos, you know, mm-hmm. and if that's the case, then. I think people will be less concerned about who's fighting Kang and more concerned about when are we going to see Kang again. Yeah, and, and, and Shamari, you know, Kendall talks about, you know, the excitement for Kang, and you're already seeing that bubble up. I mean, I had my girlfriend just, I think it was either today or yesterday, said that, you know, someone who doesn't follow, Kang, uh, you know, 
Marvel movies and superhero movies, definitely not to the level that we do, saying that she's now getting stuff on her timeline, talking about people saying that they can't wait to <laughs> support Kang in this next Ant-Man movie, support Kang in this Marvel in this Marvel phase. So I do think it presents an interesting position because I think you're going to have a villain that people are ready to root for because, one, he's very well-known, and two, the actor is well-known and very popular. So it does put you in an interesting position because you're now bringing in Phase four characters to face this very popular, very well known actress slash villain, and Phase four, as Kendall mentioned astutely, not necessarily as well received as previous phases of Marvel. So that does present a kind of interesting dichotomy. Yeah, it is very interesting. Um, definitely an interesting dichotomy. Marvel is having, uh, as as I feel like we say every week, um, <laughs> Marvel is having a lot of trouble. Um, with getting some excitement, with 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 generating buzz and excitement, I feel like this latest Ant Man trailer has helped that a lot. Um, but you know, they need they need a movie, you know, that that is that is like great, like a great movie. Um, and I think this can this I think this is a this is the one where you're introducing the big bad and. And um, I like uh, I like what Loveness is saying here, um, you know. But we got to see it. That's the only thing is is that we got to see it, you know. So, um, so yeah. I mean, that's that's just you know, that's just something. That's just something that we we kind of just gotta wait and see. Um, I'm excited to see Kang. I have I have high expectations. Um, but. I mean, it all kind of remains to be seen. Um, so, so it's it, it is a kind of a double double edged thing where you like the actor and you're excited to see the character, but you know they're not just the production hasn't been there lately. So we got to see what happens. Yeah, I I mean I think for one, I do feel like I think I what I see what I see from this quote is that Loveness is very in tune with the feeling that people had with Phase Four. And understanding that this phase was rather slow when it came to really ratcheting up threats, ratcheting up uh, kind of just like a larger story beyond just these very contained stories. And I think you see that in this quote where he says, you know, phase four felt like the birth of new characters. You're giving everyone a little bit of a breath. You're broadening out the universe. You know, that, that quote right there, you're giving everyone a little bit of a breath. And, you know, Feige had kind of noted that they were probably going to go that route after endgame because endgame was such an epic film an epic clash that you had no choice but to probably tone you know slow down a little bit um but he said but he says that it's kind of put the pedal to the gas again i think that's what marvel fans are are waiting to see it makes me wonder moving forward and i don't want to move forward off of just this subject because it's a very interesting subject but my my brain automatically always looks ahead to things i wonder after secret wars will marvel Slash will Kevin Feige and his team take the same approach that they did this time around? Will you see them decide we're going to continue to kind of we're going to have this big clash, this big movie and then slow it down to a snail's pace again? You know, very contained movies, you know, let directors and creators kind of do more of what they want to do, um, not necessarily present big characters or big ideas 
and keep it contained or will they you know learn from what may have been a mistake i mean i, I think is i think we won't know it's a mistake until we actually see king dynasty to be fair but um but but what may have been a mistake in how they approached the marvel universe post endgame you know i'm very i'm very fascinated by that aspect of this seeing loveness i think be very honest with just like the status of the situation was that um you know the, the disney plus shows were fun they were cool but like it's look it's time to get back to work so to speak <laughs> and that this next phase is, is 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 beginning that i think in regards to um these phase four characters kind of being you know thrusted into the fire like i'm it makes me curious like which characters one will like really encompass the avengers and like which characters is he really wanting to like really test against someone like him because when we look at the characters introduced they don't on the surface look like characters that will want any smoke with Kang. i mean if you're talking about um a yelena belova if you're talking about a jennifer walters you're talking about i don't know i i mean a lot of these characters sam wilson i mean as captain america like they don't really have, you know, a, a true, like, thumper right now that was introduced in Phase 4. Now, they, they still have Doctor Strange. You still have Miss uh, Captain Marvel. Um, Hulk is out there. I don't know <laughs> if he's in the shape to be the kind of thumper you need him to be. But they don't have those heavy hitters as much anymore. So you will be relying on characters that haven't seen anything like this. So I kind of wonder from a story standpoint, how do they approach that? Like... Those characters had threats that were not nearly as serious or as dangerous as Kang, and then you're quote unquote throwing them into the fire. Like, will it be realistic or, you know, will it be viable to put them in that kind of story? I think that's an interesting, uh, also an interesting kind of dilemma that they'll have with this, Kendall. Yeah, no. Um, and I mean, I'm curious to see what other characters, because Kang Dynasty, what's that, 25? That's coming out. Yes, twenty four. Yeah, twenty five. Yeah, May, May of twenty twenty five. May of twenty twenty five. It's not. It's yeah. not as far along. It's not as far away as it as you think. You know, like I keep thinking right. that movie's like a long ways from now, but I think it's probably because I like I, I originally like we all did. You know, we bunched it with Secret Wars, so it's like you know when Secret Wars got pushed back, I'm kind of like, oh man, those Avengers movies, we can see that forever. But Kang Dynasty is again like very yeah. very much right in front of us. Yeah, I think. Um... It'll be interesting to see in those next two years, because I mean, I mean, I guess you know we're out of phase four now, but it'll be interesting to see what uh, what other characters get introduced, um, and who could possibly play a role that maybe we haven't seen yet, or you know. And I don't know how many. I mean, thinking off the top of my head, I don't know if there's a million million characters that have yet to be introduced that. Will be a, will be in that movie. I mean, like maybe Blade. Uh, you know, I mean, he technically has been introduced, but you know, you have a Blade type uh, character. Um, you know, but I'm not expecting someone like Adam Warlock to to be uh, uh, to be in that movie. So for the most part, um, you're dealing with characters that uh, we've already seen, um, and now it's just it's just going to be again about reception. But I mean, if the rumors. There, there have been, I don't call it rumors. I mean, it's been a mix of rumors, speculation. You don't know what to believe. Um, but there's some speculation that the concept of the film will be that Kang 
I don't want to say it's the concept of the film, but that some version, some some part of the film or some part of the plot is about Kang wanting to get uh, that Kang needs the the Ten Rings and that Kang may need the bangle from Kamala Khan and that those f- have some sort of tie to mm. Kang's time chair, you know, mm. and. It may, you know, if 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 those types of items like the ten rings, like the bangles, you know, there may be other other artifacts in the in the MCU that we don't know about. Um, I mean, I do, do we want to do that thing where they where they're searching for items again? Yeah, I, was I know, and that's the thing. You know, does that <laughs> become yeah. this heist movie again? Like we've done that before. Time I heist. Do, yeah, and and what I do, it, it goes. It's tough because on the one hand, I think doing that adds to the lore of those movies slash shows. Like, you know, right. all of a sudden, like learning, rewatching most Marvel and learning everything about that bangle is important. All of a sudden, going back and watching uh, Shang Chi is important. Just like when you go back and you watch Captain America, <laughs> you realize the Tesseract is you know an infinity stone or watching a lot of those movies and and realizing oh my god this is like an important thing and it will be re uh it'll be reintroduced in you know these future avengers movies that are the best movies marvel has produced probably so like it's it is kind of like a tough thing because then you go back to well also that's something you already did before so how do you just suppose that um it it is it's it's a tough thing to, to to weigh sham i think that's a good point yeah, yeah, it's just yeah, I don't know. I I don't know. I kind of I kind of just want a villain that's just strong, you know, and and you know, not that Thanos wasn't without the rings, but something where it's just you know, it's not oh, well, you know, we need to keep them from getting these these items and let's you know, whatever whatever they are, you know, and let's see them you know, and I've seen so many different things of you know, where the Infinity Stones or where there's the Infinity Stones or, you know, I'm going back to Cartoon Network days of like, you know, the Shengang Wu, <laughs> you know, from Shaolin Showdown or the Talisman. <laughs> the Shengang Wu. <laughs> you know, it's always some kind of item, just some item that gives you some crazy power. And it's like, it's like, I don't know, I feel like we, we can move away from the, the items that just give you crazy yeah, power. We just, I mean, because like, that was the thing. Yeah, I mean, like, you guys mentioned it with like the Tesseract and you know Loki's scepter and all these different things. Like same, it's the same concept, you know. Right. All yeah, these different things. Yeah, that is a lot. And I do think that like one of the things he mentioned, uh, loveness in this interview was that one of the things he 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 thought because we're gonna see a lot of variations of that Kang. He made that very clear in this interview, and this is essentially our first iteration of Kang the Conqueror. Now we've seen, you know, he who remains, who's also a variant of Kang, but I think we're gonna see different versions of Kang throughout, not just, uh, you know, maybe even this movie, but throughout multiple Marvel projects. And that's been either rumored or even flatly said uh, for the past year or so. But what what I will say is, I think he talked about in this interview how important it was to show Dan, excuse me, show that um, that Kang is a human. You know, which was a to me him a major difference from, you know, from uh, uh, Thanos, who obviously is not human, so therefore has certain abilities, you know, by himself. Let alone, of course, when he gets the 
Infinity Stones, where showing Kang's humanity and showing him in maybe somewhat more of a vulnerable state was actually important to him because then you'll see him get to this Thanos level <laughs> as the movies and shows progress. And you're like, oh my God, we saw this guy essentially started from the bottom in Ant-Man and the Wasp, and now we're here. <laughs> and maybe that's Kang Dynasty. Now nah, he's like unbeatable. And that growth, I think, part of that, I think, is going to be them trying to tie in these shows and these uh, things. So when you talk about, well, why would he need, you know, something from a Miss Marvel or something from, uh, you know, Shang-Chi? Well, he, he is human. So I, I think that they want to display that and display that humanity. I don't know if there's a better way to do that. But when we ask why they're doing that, when it sounds something similar to what they did with Thanos, I think that that's where I would point. I'd say, well, they want to display this guy's humanity. In order to do that, you kind of have to show him in a more vulnerable state, which is where we're going to start with this next movie, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. So a human is going to need certain things to enhance their abilities to the point where they could be godlike, you would think. They're not going to just you know wake up one day and all of a sudden they're, they're godlike. And they think that that's important. Now, I got to see the story. I got to see why showing Kang's humanity is important. Because, I mean, I've watched, whether it be cartoons, whether it be reading comic books, I've, I've read stories where Kang is just Kang. And he's just he, he just is at his most powerful and it's good enough. I don't need him to be weakened or show his humanity to understand just how great a villain he is. But, you know, this is something that Marvel and Loveness has said they've taken a great... Um, a great interest in. So I think that could be why they're doing this. I hear you. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I'm not saying it can't be good, you know, but mm-hmm. it's just, I, I mean, I, it, I mean, I feel like if they were doing that approach, I'd almost rather they took like a slower approach with it and just like, you know, as these movies go on, just show him collecting these things maybe and don't, just as long as like Kang Dynasty isn't, we have to keep Kang from from getting the bangle, <laughs> and we have to keep him from finding the, the the ninth ring or whatever. You know, like I I I really hope they don't just do that, and that it's that's it's something it doesn't feel the same, <laughs> you know, as as uh, Infinity War specifically. It, um, it would explain the um, it would explain what. I mean, not the only reason, obviously, but it would it would create a connection between why Daniel Destin Creighton is directing this movie, and then you know mm-hmm. after coming off directing Legend of the Ten Rings, yeah. right? Yeah, that would make that that would definitely make a lot of sense, and and, and kind of maybe uh, connecting some. Maybe we get a, re- a return to our boy uh, uh, Tony Long as, as the Mandarin. I know. Look, I, the, one of Marvel's uh, worst feats is uh, that they like to kill villains. Um, we didn't actually talk about it, but I actually thought James Cameron had a had a really great critique of superhero movies because he was talking about um, his franchise, Avatar, obviously, which is you know smashing box office records yet again with their latest movie. And he mentioned how like you know the the villain of like this movie is like going to be the villain for the next like two movies. And he's like, look, we're not superhero movies where we just, like, kill a villain and we're done. Like, and, you know, like many superhero movie fans, like, 
we are sensitive to critique superhero movies. And, you know, I've come on here and basically uh, called Martin Scorsese everything under the sun for uh, his corny takes on superhero movies. But I-, I will say I thought that James Cameron comment was actually really smart and apropos because that is a problem, I think, with a lot of these superhero movies, in part because I think that that's a problem with movies in general. In fact, in some ways, I think it's Marvel's, I think it's Marvel and DC and, and, and all these other, you know, and even third-party films that have come out, like, you know, Spawn or, you know, Hellboy or anything like that. They're actually kind of adopting what we normally see in movies in that, you know, the villain or the plot and the conflict has to be resolved by the end of the two hours. Like, and usually if it's, like, someone who's evil, we want to see them see their demise. So they have to just die. That's how it has to go. And I think for whatever reason, and I think it is, in my opinion, them kind of adapting to what we are used to seeing in Hollywood films, Marvel particularly, DC's done it too, they have this attitude where, well, the, the villain has to just die at the end. And, you know, we saw that with, you know, the Mandarin character from the uh, Shang-Chi movie. And, and when I saw that quote from James Cameron, I just thought, like, man, that was that, that's exactly... A, a big critique of these films and it's so it's so like it's so the antithesis of like comic books and superhero <laughs> superhero content because those characters like never die or if they die they always come back like we've been watching the joker fight batman for 70 years like like the notion that oh that character is just gonna be done and you'll never see them again like it, it is like archaic i actually really was very i thought it was very refreshing to hear um to hear James Cameron talk about, like, that's not how we, we're going to do it because we're not like superhero movies. And to me, I think you're actually seeing Marvel kind of take that approach with Kang. Like, here's a character we're going to introduce in Phase 4, and this guy is going to be a problem for a lot of other movies and TV shows moving forward. It is kind of like saying, hey, this is like an arc of a villain that's going to be very present in your face, similar to what you would be seeing if you were watching a superhero animated show or if you were reading uh a certain comic book writer's arc on a comic book series like that is something that i think is important i know i've gone on a tangent but when you mentioned the tony long uh character that we we lost in um in chang chi just brought back that james cameron quote uh, i really hope that we end up do seeing him back in that marvel and dc for that matter take a better approach with that Oh, 100%. I mean, how many times, you know, like, I mean, it's, uh, you can probably count on one hand the amount of, I think you can sure count on one hand the amount of villains, someone who served as the primary villain for a comic movie that, like, stayed alive yeah. after that. Like, the only ones that you can, you know, I mean, one of the only ones that I can think of is, like, um, and, like, would recur frequently. Scare- Scarecrow? Yeah, Scarecrow, and even that was like a cameo. You had Joker, right. you know, they planned on bringing back, and then they couldn't, obviously, so then they yeah. did Scarecrow. But uh, and I was thinking about um, Magneto, you know, right. like Magneto. That's in, a in the great X-Men example. Movie. Yeah. They, they didn't kill him off. They probably, I mean, they couldn't, they could have, yep. in theory. And, you know, there's plenty of X-Men villains to, yeah. to go through, but you don't kill off Magneto because. And, and, I guess Marvel, and I guess Marvel would argue that Loki is also a character like that. Yes. Yeah, Loki's a good example of that um, from their space. But, and those like, worked great. Like, that's why you shouldn't do, <laughs> that's why you yeah, shouldn't exactly. do that. Like, Magneto so, and Loki, so like, those are, 
those are some of the best villains we've ever had in superhero movies. And it's great that they never were killed, basically. Loki was killed, but kind of not really in a weird way. But, you know what I'm saying? Like, like the fact that yeah. those characters remain with us uh, adds to their lore and adds to their storytelling. It doesn't take away from how threatening and how, uh, how, may, how, how the high stakes of those conflicts were when those characters were in the fray. Like, Loki surviving Avengers doesn't take away from the fact that Avengers was, like, a massive conflict and in, in, in of the highest stakes at that time. Or Magneto yeah. surviving X-Men 1 doesn't think, oh, well, X-Men 1, it wasn't that big a deal because Magneto survived. Like, again, that's a Hollywood trope. That's a thing that people, like, in Hollywood think, oh, like, at the end of the day, you know, either got or you get got. And the hero, if he's not going to get got, means that the other guy has to go and has to be killed. And it's, it's uh yeah, a lot of times it's archaic. So hopefully we won't see that with uh with uh, Kang. I don't think that we will, at least not until the very end of this next arc. But it seems like we'll get plenty from him. And he almost seems like one of those characters where, like, he's kind of going to, he's kind of always going to exist because there's going to be limited timelines where this character is going to continue to try to, you know, reign supreme. So, yeah, it's, uh, I can't wait, man. I cannot wait till we get this Ant-Man movie. I have it, like I said before, when we talked about it after the last uh, trailer, I have a really good feeling about this. I really feel like this movie is going to kind of, reset the course for where marvel is at this point and i'm really excited for phase five but let's uh shift gears here and let's uh talk about dc a little bit so uh jason momoa sounds excited for his future in the dc uh you dc studios now led by james gunn and peter saffron momoa spoke about his meeting that he had a very talked about meeting with gunn and saffron during an interview with variety at the sundance movie festival there have been rumors that Momoa might be leaving his role as Aquaman to take on the role of Lobo, which is said to be a dream project for the 43-year-old actor. Momoa said this, though. I'll be Aquaman. Ain't no one coming in here taking ish. There might be some other characters, too. I can play other things, too. I can be funny and savage and charming. That was a quote from Jason Momoa regarding his future as Aquaman. He also gave some of the first details we've learned about Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom, a movie that we don't know really anything about at this point, which is crazy because this movie comes out this year. Um, always said, um, me and my partner wrote the first treatment for it, and it was about a 55-page treatment, and a lot of it has to do with me talking to the UN about what's happening with melting ice cats. There's no far-off galaxy coming to destroy us or aliens coming from a- another place. It's ruining our planet. We need to get it together and save our home. Now he's this topic was 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 like it was it was relevant because the movie that he was promoting is a movie that talks a lot about uh, climate change. So him not wanting to kind of bring that to the Aquaman series makes sense, given that is something that he's already been working on in his other projects. But I want to give it to Sham here. Um, what do you make? Because you're a big fan of Jason Momoa and a big fan of the Aquaman franchise. And what they've established. What do you make of these statements regarding the future of Aquaman in the DCU? I mean, it's, it's I mean, to me, it's, it sounds like all nothing but good things, right? I mean, um, you know, I think Jason Momoa has been great as Aquaman, as you as you pointed out. I am indeed a fan of his. I, I do enjoy his movies, and you know, if he can remain Aquaman, that would be perfect. Um, you know, I think that would be the right decision. It would be the opposite of the Henry Cavill thing. We just get rid of him, just throw him out altogether. I think this is the, I think this is 
you know, his movie's coming out. The first one was good and was received positively. I think this one will also be good and be received positively. Um, you know, it is made by good, talented, uh, you know, director, talented crew, talented actors. And I think it's just we'll see what we'll see how the movie is. But I don't think there's any reason he the actor isn't, you know, a mess causing all any kind of issues off screen. So, yeah, I mean, I think I think you. Excuse me. I think you just keep him around for you know for as long as you can. It's Jason Momoa. No one's gonna. It's Jason Momoa. It's Aquaman. No one's gonna be ripping their hair out that. Why isn't he talking to this one or that one? And you know, I think I think it's just the best thing to do to just keep him to just uh, keep him on as Aquaman. Um, and you know, you know, if for whatever reason you know, the movie bombs or something crazy like that, then of course you can reevaluate. But you know, I don't think there's any reason to get rid of him. So I think this is a good thing. Uh, and I think he's right. I mean, you can't play other characters. Um, you know, so um, that's something he wants to do down the line or, or, you know, or, you know, whatever. I mean, I think that would be fine, too. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think it's all it's all it all sounds good to me. I mean, Kendall, I mean, you hear Sharon, I mean, he, he seems, uh, you know, very cool with the idea of one Momoa staying as Aquaman. I think that's something that would generally be well received i don't think many people are looking for most aquaman to be ended though with the way things were going where we don't have a wonder woman 3 coming out where uh tenny cavill was shown the door where patty jenkins was shown the door if it, it, it felt like okay well you know he seems to be would think to be next man on chocolate block especially when you start to hear these lobo rumors but you have momoa here saying hey i ain't giving them nothing and i'm aquaman and uh i can do other things and yes i am a fan saying hey i'm totally fine with him one doing other things, but also it's important that he remain as Aquaman, that he could totally do that. Like, where do you stand on that spectrum in regards to Momoa potentially playing two characters in the DC universe? Well, I mean, when we talked about it, when I threw out the idea of Momoa playing Lobo a few months ago, it was under the assumption that he'd still be playing Aquaman. Um, And initially, I was kind of like, I remember that being a little controversial because it was like, you can't do that. You know, it'd be you know, it'd be a little too confusing for people. I, I never bought into the idea that it was it would it would be confusing. Um, I just don't. I I mean, I just wouldn't. I don't think that it'd be a good idea to lose him as Aquaman. But, um, but I could see, you know, I could see them wanting to hit the reset button. Um, I'm still not convinced that he is going to be Aquaman. I'm pretty, I, I'm pretty confident he'll be Lobo. I'm not like, I don't know what, which I feel stronger about, but, um, but I'm not, I'm not totally convinced that he's going to be the Aquaman long term. But I don't know. DC is it's still, it's still a mess. I mean, we, we, we uh, you know, I mean, we could talk about it every week if we wanted to. Like, I'm sure. Wasn't there supposed to be some slate coming out this month? Like, what's going on with that? January's almost over. Yeah, that whole thing is is another issue. Like, yeah, you're right. January is coming <laughs> to an end. I mean, by the end of you this know, week, maybe, January will be we, over. Next week, will, will, will we a uh, DC slate preview? Or uh, what What happened with the DC slate show? Yeah, by next one week, it'll be January 31st. So Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll be talking one or the other. Um, but... I mean, I like I read a report that um, that Harcourt 
uh, Amelia Harcourt from Peacemaker was going to be in like Shazam or something like that. And I'm just like, this guy, James Gunn's putting his wife in everything. <laughs> but like, but we're, but we're, but we're, you know, but we're firing, Steve, you know, Henry Cavill and The Rock. Like, I don't know. Uh, not, not to get on a tangent, but like, Sounds like but sounds like Shamari, sounds like Kendall yeah. like Shamari, sounds like Kendall's starting to already ask questions about this new regime. I don't know. He's like, well, why, why is why am I seeing your wife everywhere? Where's Superman? <laughs> <laughs> Where, where's uh, where's Wonder Woman? I mean, I don't know. Shannon. sounds like we got we got a, a skeptic amongst us when it comes to James Gunn's uh, regime so far. I mean, we have to see the whole James Gunn thing. I mean. You know, I, I don't know if any of us, you know, agrees with how he's handled this whole situation. Um, I mean, it's it's just um, this change has been very rapid and it has been very abrupt. And I think I feel like we need to. It, it, it seems like. These look like actions being made by someone that doesn't have a plan except to except just to in order to appease the boss. I have to show him that I'm that I'm different. So I'm just going to get rid of everybody, even those that did well or people that were received well that are not, you know, as Kendall pointed out, my spouse. Yeah, I was saying like, yeah, except and just get rid of everybody else and just, you know, start over, but then keep things like. The Flash with Ezra Miller, which we, of course, we've commented on millions of times now, and and just but and and Aquaman, thankfully, that's it will, you know one of the things that's good that he seems to be keeping on board. But get rid of basically everything else, and that's not you know things that I made like Peacemaker and Suicide Squad, I guess. Um, so yeah, it's I don't know, it's it's been weird. It, it's it seems very haphazard. It, I don't believe that they have a plan yet. I feel I, be, I believe that they're formulating a plan. I don't think they have a plan um, yet, and we just kind of have to wait and hope and hope that. And I don't I don't even know how you have a plan without like, like people cast it or like anything. You know, like how do you have have a plan already? You can kind of have ideas, but I mean, without anyone I, to play honestly, these characters. What, what we're watching right now is something in in such infancy, such an infantile exactly. stage that like it's so hard to comment. And I think that's where James Gunn is. I think he's stalling on a lot of this stuff. Like I don't yeah, think he yeah. knows. 100%. Like I think he knew. Like I want to hit the reset button on a lot of things, but like I don't think he knows what like the ten year plan is going to be for DC. I'm sure he has ideas. Sure, he's got you know theoretical things that he you know, like a young Superman movie, you know, or and stuff like that. But like, you know, and it's tough because we got people like us that are asking all these questions. But it's, but they had a plan, you know, like they had a plan. Mm-hmm. The Rock had a plan, you know, and he was he's putting it into action. And I didn't hate it, you know. I didn't hate Black Adam. I I, didn't, I was excited for a Black Adam Superman movie, as were a lot of people, and. And then all of a sudden they 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 ask that for a guy that doesn't have a plan. And it's just, I, 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 look, oh, I I did not think I'd be the person to do this, but I I will be the person that defends James Gunn here. I mean, number one, I have said from the beginning that I feel like 
any a lot of the frustration that some fans have and you guys have really should be directed at um David Zaslav, not James Gunn. Because one hundred percent. It was Zaslav who mm-hmm. talked about he was on board when they signed Henry Cavill and he was on board with The Rock putting Cavill in his movie. So like there appeared to be a certain direction they were gonna go and Zaslav saying that we have, you know, a ten year plan that we're getting ready to unveil when you didn't have anybody like actually around to no way was running DC. And so it was like, how do you have a plan to unveil when you don't have anybody actually running DC to, to unveil that plan? So that he lied to us. He, he lied. He made up something that didn't, that wasn't true. There was no plan. You can't have a plan. You don't have actually someone running the show. So he had no, he had no plan, but he, I think he wanted someone with a 10 year plan. He eventually settled on James Gunn after talking to various different people. We know that, there had been a power struggle between Dwayne Johnson, James Gunn, and other people at Warner Brothers. It seems like Gunn won that power struggle. And whoever he was going to give the keys to the car to, he was going to tell them they could do whatever they want. Like, there was not going to be any baggage that he had to hold. And in my opinion, I think that that's the only way to do it. Like, I think you, you have to say, if you're going to give this, you, we're not going to say, okay, you have to keep this, this, and that. Like, you're really trying to say that DC is broken and we need to make radical changes. And and the mandate is we want a connected universe akin to what Marvel has been able to do. Then you have no choice but to give someone that free reign. So that's what he's given James Gunn. I don't know if James Gunn has it all together. But I think James Gunn understood. He probably told him, look, if you're going to give me this, I need to have free reign to do what I want. And there are certain things I can't continue with. And there are certain things that don't make sense for how I want to do a connected universe. So, I, I, I now, and we can say, okay, he's picking and choosing certain things. Well, that's his prerogative. Like, his prerogative is he can pick and choose what he wants to move forward with and what he doesn't. I don't think that is necessarily fair to, 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 to criticize him because for picking certain things and not picking other things. Um, in fact, you know, like, the victor to the victor go the spoils is the saying. So, yeah, his wife's going to have a job if he's the person that's uh, staying around. I'm sure John Cena will have a job as long as he's the person that's staying around because he's the person that created the Peacemaker series. But I, I just don't I, – I feel like a lot – there's been a lot of James Gunn bashing recently. Some of it feels a lot of, uh, very unfair because I feel like he's been thrown in a, t- a situation where he, he has to put, put together something very quickly and – he, to do that, he's got to anger a lot of people. Now, I do, I will say, he's the one who said that we were going to get something, a slate or something, this month. And we still may. Yeah. And we and we still may. There are seven. There are seven days left. But I mean, it seems like like James Gunn had been debunking rumors up until like a couple of days ago. Like that's, I feel like he spends like, I don't want to say half his day because I'm not going to sit here and lie on this man. But he spends parts of his day just going on to say this is something that we're not doing this is what we're not doing like all right james what are you doing like can you tell us what you are doing like and if you can't tell us like you better when you finally show up you better really have your stuff together like i will say that for you guys and you guys sake like he can't come with any weak sauce he comes in and says okay here's you know here's you know peacemaker season two reveal (laughs) and then here's you know uh yeah you know here's this trailer for the flash and you know, one, announce maybe one other. Yeah, okay, announce a new Superman goal. movie. Announce yeah. one Superman movie and say, "Okay, guys, I'm done. Have a good day." No, that's not gonna cut it. Like, whenever he shows up, it better be with some real stuff. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, he can't yes. be some flim flam. I agree with that. But I think we got to give him some grace because he's put in a position that he shouldn't have been. Like, really, like, this this is not what should have happened. Like, David Zaslav should not have been signing off on Henry Cavill being in movies and signing Henry Cavill to contracts or even if it's just agreements in principle to return a Superman and then say that I, you, you're going to hire somebody who has carte blanche. Like, that was... I mean, he's not a movie guy, so of course this makes sense. This is what we've heard a lot in terms of the criticism of Zaslav uh, in Hollywood. But that's just not how you do any creative process. You don't, you know, make agreements on a creative way and then sign somebody who and say he could do whatever you want, including uh, axe the creative things that I've already signed on off on. Like that's that was that was malpractice. So I feel like some of you guys' beef is should be with Zaslav, not with Gunn. Yeah, no. I mean, I had beef with Zazlaw too. Um, <laughs> I was like, don't get it twisted. I can't stand him either. Yeah, I mean, well, I'm just saying. I think a lot of y'all, 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 y'all beef with though. It just seems like it, it all stems from Zazlaw. Like it's hard to really put it so much on gun, at least in my opinion. You know. I mean, I have to see what he what he does with DC. You know, it's kind of hard to to give any kind of final verdict on on. It's like all we all we know is that he's getting rid of all this stuff that. I don't want him to get rid of, you know. And I mean, what he so let's let's what he's gotten rid of is no Man of Steel, no Black, no Man of Steel two or whatever the hell is going to be. No, no Henry Cavill Superman movie, no mm-hmm. Black Adam. It seems mm-hmm. like at all, or at least not anytime soon. Wonder and Woman series. One Woman three is not happening with Patty Jenkins. Mm-hmm. But it's weird, but then he says, well, like, we are going to, like, the fact that Wonder Woman is not going to be in our first storytelling, he said it wasn't true. That's why, like, he needs it, like. But is it Gal Gadot? Like, that's, that's the thing, like, we don't know. Yeah, All no. of this is still so much up in the air. I mean, and can you recast some of these people and not recast the others? I mean, James Gunn, the, the, rumor, the rumor that he debunked it was that Wonder Woman wouldn't be included in the first three years of the DCU. And he said that that is, is not true. Like, I mean, what are the first three years of the DCU? Like, is this year the first year of the DCU? Like, right. Like, you know, even that, even those questions, we don't have answers to. Um, I just, look, I don't like, I, I I'm never going to like my guy, whether it be my GM, my team's owner, my, my coach, I'm just never going to like my guy, my CEO, tweeting all the time. My president, you know, like, I'm just not going to like my guy. I've very rarely seen that go well, whether it be the president of the United States, whether it be, you know, a certain person who leads Twitter right now. Yeah, I'm just personally not going to like that guy who's just snarky on Twitter and saying, no, that's not what we're doing. Don't listen to the media reports. Like, because that's the guy he is right now. You know, and give me something of substance. Because you're right. Tangibly speaking, there hasn't been a lot that he's done. Um, for better or for worse. I can't <laughs> which, yeah, which, yeah, maybe the problem itself, but yes. Right. Like, I can't be mad at him for saying, oh, you've done all this stuff. When he hasn't really done he, All he's done is, is cut Cavill, cut, probably yeah, cut the, the Rock. Ro- the Rock cut, and Cavill been cut. And, yeah, and Wonder Woman. We ain't getting Wonder Woman 3. Patty Jenkins is right. gone. But we don't know right. really what that means for Wonder Woman you know. 4. Yep. And 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 Aquaman's on the on the on the chopping block potentially, and the Flash is very much on the chopping block potentially. Like all of these now are very much in limbo where they weren't on limbo. They weren't in limbo 
you know, a couple of months ago. But like, but tangibly speaking, there hasn't been a whole lot. But when you when you when you've got something to say on Twitter every every hour, uh, yes, I'm gonna I'm gonna be like, what are we doing? You know, like I mean, is this it, like is this how we're running our? Kevin Feige doesn't say anything, and sometimes it frustrates people. But he'll you, you put a stick a mic in his face for three minutes, and he'll talk, but he won't say anything. <laughs> but like, I mean, we got this guy talking about yeah, you know, I mean, he's essentially teasing, you know, how yeah, we're gonna be working with all the Guardians actors in the near future as if. We're going to see all of them in the DCU. And I'm like, is this, are you breaking news right now? And then he was like, yeah, you know, I'm going to work with some actors I've worked with before. I'm going to work with some actors I've never worked with, blah, blah, blah. And it's, again, the guy speaks in riddles. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know. It's, I'm again, I'm never going to be a fan of that guy. <laughs> Not James Gunn particularly. Yeah, right. Just just anybody who, who comports themselves the way he is. Look, I, I don't, I understand that. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think that that's an unfair way to look at it. I just think it's unfair to, to look at what he has done and say, well, you know, he's not, he's a guy without a plan or, or doesn't know what he's doing. Cause I just think that he was put in a very tough situation and I think he's trying to, uh, he's trying to do the best he can. I don't feel like he's done anything yet. In my, again, is that only my opinion that, that would be so like, just, you know, ridiculous and insane that like we'd be very concerned. Like, I think the fact that Cavill was tried out there as he was returning and then for him to be cut was insane. But that's not on Gun. That's on that's on Zaslav. Like, like if Gun has a different view, a different idea of Superman, then like, it, like it's not his fault that he he has no choice but to cut Cavill. If you want to argue, well, his view is bad. I I, I can't say his view is bad. I don't know what his view is. So I, I got to see what he's actually, who he wants to cast, what story he wants to tell. Like, I've seen Cavill as Superman now three times, including the Zack Snyder cut of Justice League. Uh, well, no, four, I guess, right? Because, yeah, Man of Steel, then, then BVS, then Justice League, and then Zack Snyder. Justice. So I've seen him four times. So, look, I would have, I really think that I would have liked to have seen a Cavill movie without, uh, you know, Zack Snyder baggage. Like, Yes, I would like to have seen that, but I, I was—I thought they should have fired Cavill before. I—I I think that they firing him was the right thing when they did move on from him. I didn't like that they were going to do this Black Superman, all those other. I didn't like any of that, but I did think that they had to, they had to reboot because of the. They, but that was more of a Snyder universe issue, not necessarily. Do we think Cavill issue? Do we think that there's going to be a second Batman? I think he said no, right? Didn't he say that? Again, like keeping As up with said Jane, that. keeping up with Jane Gunn's tweets in itself. That if I if I do if, if I again if I had to agree with one critique, I will say is is that like keeping up with his tweets is is annoying. Like the fact that he's on Twitter and this is how he's addressing, you know, serious. You know, it's movies. I don't want to make it more serious than it is, but I mean, we we love this stuff and we do take it seriously. Not just we as in I know there's, us, there's but fans. people that have played the game of trying to figure out who's going to play Batman. Yeah, I mean, he 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 did say he liked the Ben Affleck Batman. For I don't know what that I don't know what that means. But yeah, he, he, like, he also like he also met out. with Matt Reeves by the way. That happened. That was a kind of a big deal too, but we don't know what came I, out of that. I I feel like I again, you know, these are all things that we may have heard at one point. I feel like he may have said that like Batman will play a role in his universe. 
Yes, he did but, say that. That that I feel like, know. like he's like exactly. So like what we know there's going to be a Batman of some sorts, but right. it, 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 it probably isn't Robert Pattinson, but maybe it is. Like this thing, like. And if it's not Robert Pattinson, now we've got two Batman running around, or you're gonna get rid of, get rid of Robert Pattinson, who, as we said, had a pretty positively reviewed movie. Yeah, the exact you know? quote from James Gunn that was on Twitter, that was in mid December, <laughs> Twitter was that yeah, this is where this is what we have. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> was that Batman was going to, is going Batman was going to be a big part of the DCU. Batman, uh, oh sorry, someone asked was Batman going to be a big part of the DCU and. Gunn said he's a big part of the DCU. That's all we got. But that is what he said. Uh, and yeah, that like yeah. like that like that being the update that the only update we have can't be great. Um I, I know we've kind of gone off on a tangent, but it's been a good one, so I want to keep it going. Like uh this was from I believe last week or yeah, two weeks ago almost. Uh Matt Reeves talked about that meeting he had uh, with James Gunn. Um, and how his upcoming DC projects will uh, exist alongside James Gunn's DCU. He said, we talked a few times. I was supposed to get together with uh, Peter uh, and James sometime this month. They've been working feverishly on what they're doing. I've been working hard with my partners on what we're doing, our shows and stuff. Batman director also teased a small bit of what the meeting will entail, saying the two will discuss what the arcs of these two things are. So we're going to sit down. And we're going to talk about everything that's going on and what the arcs of these two things are. I'm excited to hear about what's going on. That, I believe, is the last thing we had you know, heard about Batman and Gunn. Was that Batman's going to be part of the DCU and that there was this meeting where Reeves said that they were going to hash out that these two arcs, that I assume are two different arcs and not arcs that are the same. But what that means for a Batman in the DCU we don't know. Hmm. And I know, uh, I don't know. It, 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 it is, it is definitely confusing. <laughs> um, it's definitely gonna be frustrating for some people to have, you know, cause like we all obviously care a lot about, uh, Batman and, and we don't know what's going on. I'm reading here again. I'm shooting from the hip here. Uh, we do this sometimes on the podcast. Uh, just reading this article here. Uh, he he told Clyde that the meeting will include. Oh no, yes, yeah, so this is what I, this is what I, I I read before that he that there was this meeting that happened. Um, we have not heard since uh, what's happened from that meeting. So that Chris, was two Chris weeks ago. Pratt. Maybe it didn't Chris happen. Pratt is Batman. <laughs> uh, wouldn't that be something, right? Um, you really but, Batista as Bane <laughs> needs to happen. I've said that uh, for years. What we what's Zoe Aldana gonna be? Who who we cast as Zoe? Is poison, I, poison, I, poison Ivy? We were having <laughs> or a second Catwoman. Maybe, maybe Vin Diesel a, will be a, Black a second, Adam. A, sec, a second Black Catwoman. Mm-hmm. He said Vin Diesel is Black Adam. You said. <laughs> man, no, you really want? Oh rock. man, you really want to piss off the Rock? That make Vin Diesel Black Adam. That would. Oh my God. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, look these uh, these conversations. The conversations are happening with a lot of DC fans, and we are DC fans here. Um, I know this is an Aquaman conversation, but uh, but it, it always then lends back to just what the hell is going on in DC, because uh, a lot of these Momoa comments come from this meeting that he had with uh, with Gunn and Saffron, and that you know that there's that he's not he's apparently gonna still be Aquaman, but there's other characters he can do, and that he's gonna continue to work with them, and 
I don't know. And, but, like, they can't cast another Aquaman until his movie comes out, right? Like, you can't. I don't think they're going to. I mean, I don't know how you read the sham. I read this as they're not casting another Aquaman. For That's now. how I read those quotes. Like, but even if, let's say go before this quote even happened. Let's say we were talking last week. Like, would you have expected them, if if we were under, if we were all operating on the assumption that Momoa would be done as Aquaman just because everybody was getting the X at that stage? Would, would, I mean, would we have expected them to announce that, yeah, we're getting an Aquaman with, like, you know, Jensen Ackles, you know, or somebody <laughs> random, like, before his movie came I know, out? I would have, no, I would have assumed that most of these characters that are getting cut, just like Gunnar said, you know, like, they're not part, or what he said about the rock, at least, was that, you know, they're not part of our initial storytelling, you know, I would have assumed that that would have been the same thing, would have been. Aquaman is not part of our initial storytelling plans, which is essentially saying, right. "Look, never say never." We ain't doing that with Aquaman right now. That's why. Well, that's what I would have assumed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I interpreted it similar to um, similar to EJ, whereas the, I mean, because why would he say, "Oh, no one's gonna come take that," and then and then he's then but someone, but, he, but he's been informed that after this movie, he's done. Yeah, exactly. You know, like yeah, right. I feel like he wouldn't say that. He wouldn't say that even if he wasn't told anything. You know, like right. he wouldn't say something like that because Gunn is in he's in he's in, you know, his his CEO mode where he's just getting rid of anybody, you know. So yeah. why would he say that? <laughs> you know, yeah. so so he it seems to me like he's been informed that. At, like you say, like, and also like you said, you know, at least for now, they intend to keep him as Aquaman. Right. They're not they're not you recasting know. anything involving. Aquaman. Yeah. Now that he's not going to be recast. Now, again, that's not to say that maybe they cast an aqua lad or that will eventually become aquaman or you know or they just don't do lines. aquaman for three years or know? don't do aquaman you know whatever but for now he is aquaman so you know i think he has been told that and this seems the dc to studios logo i remember you know we all reacted to the fact that the aquaman in the dc studios logo looks nothing like jason momoa yes. which i mean aquaman in the comics typically doesn't look like jason momoa but yeah. like it, it like it looked it looks very specific, but it just wasn't specifically Jason Momoa. It wasn't like didn't look like Mermaid Man, for example. But <laughs> but um, so yeah, no. I mean, I, I yeah, I just think that this whole deal is just so chaotic. And as a fan of as somebody who like is always like, I, I wish Marvel would talk more and say more. Like you start to appreciate Marvel kind of not saying much and letting the letting the leakers and the the scoopers talk for them and get stuff right, get stuff wrong. Um, Cause this is hectic. You know, we've yeah. got to guess. I mean, I don't know if it's even been confirmed whether or not they have the approach of um, everything is going to be connected or everything in TV and movies. Like we got this Gotham night show, which I probably won't watch an episode of like, I, can't I mean, obviously that's, happening, by the way. that's not going to be connected to anything, but like we've got that show coming out. Like, yeah, I know. I can't believe it's coming out either. Um, but like, are these sh- are shows on the table going forward? Are are games on the table going forward? Are animated movies on the table? I mean, it's just I mean, so much that the answer to that is apparently yes, according to James Gunn's Twitter. But we don't know what that entails, or what that looks like. Yes, and and yeah, like Star Wars. We've talked about it before. Star Wars is the blueprint if you're gonna approach it like that. But that is so hard at this stage because they just have so much stuff that they're into already. 
that like you almost can't without stripping everything clean and starting from scratch. So yeah, I mean it's 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 a mess. That's why they just said, yeah, we'll just get the story out there that we're doing a young Superman and Cavill's out. I feel like that that was the clearly that was the first thing on the agenda was we got to get Superman right. And we haven't heard anything else because I don't think they've yeah. figured anything else out. Yeah, I, but to me, I think that that was the first on the agenda because I think that was first on Zaz. Again, I'm blaming Zaz a lot. I think that was on Zaslav's agenda. I think that that was a big deal, the fact that like they couldn't figure out Superman, which is why he originally signed off on Cavill. And then he right. signed a guy. He needed a guy to run DC. And the guy who ran DC was like, oh, I don't want to do Cavill. He's like, all right, well, as long as you're committed to doing something with Superman, you can do whatever the hell you want. So that included yeah. like reneging on an agreement, you know. That that's that's the that's the that's the messed up part about it. Real quickly, guys, before we move on to our last topic of the day, like James Gunn was hired essentially late October. His first official date as CEO was this uh, November first. It is now January twenty fourth that we're recording this podcast. Like, so that's like you know we're approaching almost three months. I mean, it's three months. A, a, like what 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 like what i guess my question is what is realistic to come up with in three months like is it realistic for us to say yo you should have a 10-year plan of movies in three months that includes you know whatever other verticals that involve with these projects that that's video games or uh tv shows or whatever like like i don't know what this slate's gonna be i, I didn't expect this slate to be a 10-year slate obviously but i'm even curious just like what's actually realistic and possible in three months like to green light that many movies and tv shows like what are we even going to get from gun whenever we get this announcement because he's not like he's been around for that long mm-hmm. i mean i i mean i don't it, it, that's a hard question to answer i, I really don't know it, it's one of those, this is one of those things where it's just i feel like we all kind of said that i didn't need i don't need a 10-year slate I'm not expecting even necessarily a 10 year slate. I'm fine with just like a, I don't know, maybe two, maybe, maybe a couple years, maybe of things that he's sure, <laughs> you know, that, that he wants to release and it, not even a couple years, not counting this year, like next year, maybe like, like 24 to like 26, 27 of like projects or maybe even 25 considering how long it takes to make a good movie like of projects that he knows he wants to make and that he's ready to you know really get in the weeds of casting and things like that and storytelling and all of that and you know whether it be like superman new superman you know new you know I don't even know what else because again, again he's not doing Wonder Woman not do I like I don't know I don't know what else he wants to make but you know Whatever base, whatever kind of basic DC movies he wants to make to reestablish his franchise, that's more along the lines of what I would be expecting. And I wouldn't even necessarily expect that within the next, within the first few months. But I mean, I would, I would say it's a possibility. I expect to hear something within maybe the first like six months. You know, maybe just something like definitive. But I mean, just in this span of time, he's already done so much and cut so many people and promised so much. I wouldn't expect that as if just as a fan, mm-hmm. but you know, if I, this is what he's promising, then, you know, he's setting the expectations himself as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. You know, I think that's a good way to put it. It's going to be interesting to continue to follow, but let's, uh, let's uh, get to our last story of the day. Uh, there's very little we've learned about Marvel's Thunderbolts movie other than that 
Harrison Barnes will be taking on the role as Thunderbird Ross, and the team will consist of the Winter Soldier, Elena Belova, Red Guardian, Taskmaster, U.S. Agent, and Ghost. As of now, though, there was some rumors saying that maybe Ghost was cut from the project. Now they're saying that no, Ghost is in the project, according to these rumors and, and scoopers and things of that nature. But uh, there are new rumors about who could they be facing off in this film. So according to Scooper, or as Kendall would call, Leaker, <laughs> can we get toast on Twitter? Uh, they say the plan is to have the Sentry be the main physical antagonist for the team, but with a twist. Valentina Allegra de Fontaine, also known as Val, as we've been introduced to in these uh, Phase 4 projects, will apparently be the one who creates and pulls the strings of the Sentry. So the Sentry, uh, Sham, essentially looked at as the villain along with Val for the Thunderbolts. Do you like the idea? Um, yes. Um, overall, uh, yes, I am a fan um, of this idea. Um, I mean, we got we got to see how it goes. Um, my my issue with this Thunderbolts movie has less to do with the villain or potential villain and more to do with the actual um, Thunderbolts team. Um, Because we have three Captain America copycats. um, Yelena Belova, uh, Taskmaster, who I already don't like, and Ghost, who, I mean, I thought was fine. I didn't dislike Ghost as much as a lot of other people did, but there were rumors last week you that know. Ghost is going to get cut from the movie, and right. that and and yeah, now it's still it's now still on the docket apparently, but yeah. yeah. So, um, so yeah, I don't know. Um, Sentry is is very powerful, um, so it will be interesting to see, to see them go up against Sentry. Um, but, um, I mean, I'm I'm excited to see Sentry. I mean, I feel like that'll be fun to see. Yeah. But, but just in terms of you know how much I think is going to elevate the movie, I mean, I mean it should I suppose from a visual perspective. There's plenty of actors out there that can that I think could play a good century. But, um, but I'm I just the movie is called the Thunderbolts. I'm focused on the Thunderbolts, and this is a movie where you have villains playing heroes, a Suicide Squad type of type of deal, like. The the team is gonna make this movie. Somehow Suicide Squad and you know Starro was was nice. I actually thought Starro was executed pretty well in Suicide Squad. Um but the heroes are gonna or quote unquote heroes are gonna make this movie. And this team is kind of the jury's out on them. So that's how I feel about this. How do you feel, Kendall, about the century joining this uh movie apparently? Um I mean, it's 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 interesting. Uh, the only pushback I'll give on Sentry as a potential villain slash antagonist, whatever you want to call him, is obviously you know we're talking about a a, a Superman sort of copycat. Um, it does remind you a little bit of uh, Icarus, Eternals. Um, in terms of the evil Superman trope, uh, the evil Superman trope is not just uh, not just uh, contained to Icarus, but all of media nowadays. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, oh, man. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> man, 
Um, so, I mean, like, so the idea that we're, we do Century after Icarus, you know, I think people would definitely roll their eyes at, a little bit at that. It's a little, uh, it's a little lowbrow, you know, it's a little, it's a little one note uh, at this stage. But um, if done well, if done with a little bit more depth than Icarus was done with, I think it could, I think it could be, it, it could be done well. Um I mean, there's plenty of actors, obviously, that can take the role. I think, you know, the obvious uh, on-the-nose pick would be Henry Cavill, you know, is, on, is, is available. That would be pretty funny uh, if they made him century. But, um, but no, I mean, I, this movie is going to be this movie's fascinating right now because um, I'm, I'm of the mindset, I'm of the belief that I don't think that those people that were in that graphic – are going to be like the team, you know, the primary team. I just, I, one, I just think that the first of all, there was, it doesn't make sense. Like in terms of like, it's just not, a, I don't think it's a good idea to have that be the team. And I said that when, when the graphic came out, like, Oh, this, I don't know how this is going to go. Um, and then you had the reception, the reception uh, from people besides myself and the general audience being like, eh, it's all right. But like, not like people threw the moon about this idea or, or concept of a movie, um, and it just feels—I don't know—it just feels too like early for Marvel to be like telling us some of this stuff. Like, it almost feels like they're setting up a Suicide Squad kind of thing, where like some of these people aren't going to be actually in the movie or aren't going to be actually like primary factors on this team, like. I don't know who. I don't even want to speculate, but like the idea is Zemo is not going to be on this team. I don't buy that. Or the or like Red Hulk isn't in the graphic. I would assume he's going to be in the movie. Um, or I mean, I, I did hear it was speculated uh, that slash you know rumored that um, uh, Anthony Ramos is uh, the Hood character uh, from Iron Ironheart is going to be. In this movie, uh, you know, and once you start connecting some of these dots, it makes you think that there may be other characters that, from other villains, maybe from movies that we haven't seen yet, um, characters we haven't seen yet that that could wind up playing a role. Uh, I mean, we're, there's a lot, there's a lot of stuff. You don't know what to believe right now involving Captain America: New World Order. It sounds like that movie is gonna very much lead into Thunderbolts. Um, and you wonder if there's characters in that movie, the the 20 villains that we that we know about in that movie that are going to wind up showing up in this movie as well. So um, that's my theory. That's my conspiracy theory. My, 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 my hot take right now involving Thunderbolts is there's other characters in this movie that we don't know about besides someone like Sentry. But it just feels, the story feels like it writes itself. Again, it's so... I don't know the plot, but we put in like a an evil Superman to fight the group of villains that are actually going to be antagon- protagonists in this movie. Like it just sounds like the Suicide Squad killed the Justice League movie, uh, game. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's just like, <laughs> yeah, we got a you know evil Superman's on the loose and he was a good guy, but now he's evil. Now we got to take him out. Yeah, or it reminds me of like even like the first. Uh... First issues of the Suicide Squad uh, Rebirth series that you know, essentially pitted the Suicide Squad against 
General Zod, um, which, you know, it, it's a very, right. it, it, it's a story that's easy and a story that works. And I'm not, for this, to be honest, like, I think with the Thunderbolts, like, I prefer they do kind of be easy and not do something so out there and so against the grain. I think that, you know, this as a villain makes a lot of sense in it being the century. What's interesting to me is this notion of the century being something created by Val. Like, I, I kind of hope that's not the case. You know, with these scoopers, sometimes they get certain things right and some things wrong, or they, they get certain pieces of information and not necessarily connect all the dots. Like, you know, Val pulling the century strings, I love that idea because the century is someone who, you know, who's dealt with, you know, severe, he deals with severe mental illness. So um, he's someone who's very easily manipulated, which is why he's so dangerous because uh, while he wants to do good and he remembers that he has these powers to do good, uh, one, he, he's very manipulated. He can be very manipulated. And two, he has this alter ego, The Void, who apparently will also be a part of this film that, you know, for every you know good deed that the Sentry does, the, the Sent the Void, who may be even more powerful and is sadistic, uh, it does bad deeds. So that's not someone you want to be uh, being controlled by someone like Val, who is craven and will, will want to, you know, have as much power at any cost. So Val and Sentry somehow being connected, love it, because I saw how that worked with Norman Osborn and Sentry reading the Dark Reign series. Uh, the, the idea that she may have created him, that sounds corny. Like, I really hope that's not the case. I really would prefer it just be somebody that is very powerful that Val finds, just like she's been finding all these other people uh, for the Thunderbolts. Like, she found Yelena, like she found um, uh, a, agent, uh, a U.S. agent. And that she, you know, manipulates them. Like, that's that's what I'd prefer to see. Uh, I'll be honest. After seeing everything I've seen from Val so far, like, after seeing a movie like Eternals, like, I just don't know if this is going to be a good story. Like, I'm just, I'm skeptical. You know, after mm-hmm. seeing, you know, Black Panther, like, you know, I mean, like, the idea that Val... No matter almost, I don't, almost no matter how you slice, you know, like Marvel just hasn't done a great job with these like villain origin stories recently. I mean, I, I don't, I mean, not, I can't, you know, they haven't all stunk. Like I thought Namor was pretty good, but like someone, like some of these, like I don't know, like Gore the Goblin was all right, you know, and um, like I, I just, I don't know. I think back to like. That like there, I just don't know. I just don't know a story or a concept where like that character is going to be done and, and be like, unless they build it up over multiple movies, which is possible they will. You know, it's possible that Sentry is somebody that they introduce in New World Order that ties into Thunderbolts, and that's probably what will happen. But like, I just don't think you could do that in one movie. In Mar, the way Marvel has set up their thing, that's supposed to be somewhat realistic. Like, how are you going to have some dude that's that powerful? You know? Like, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I have liked the Val character more than I think most people have. So I'm willing to give them a lot more rope with this. I'm not particularly, like, thrilled with doing a Thunderbolts movie that is the character that they're talking about. Like, I really would have liked them to introduce uh, some more, you know, characters that are more akin to being thunderbolts like a songbird like a moonstone like 
Like, my thing is, like, you're going to do Thunderbolts, just, like, give me the real Thunderbolts. Like, don't just give me, like, oh, your character that only you presented in the MCU. Like, they're, uh, the Thunderbolts, you know, I don't know how long they've been around, but they've been around for a really long time. Like, you know, like, at least 20 years. Like, give me some of these characters that we kind of have grown to love. Obviously, Baron Zemo seemed to be just, like, a obvious choice. And then he, he was, you know, he's the leader of the team that was first, you know, created. And then he was, he was not part of this... Uh, picture that was posed so um but yeah I, I tend to give them a little more rope i think what will be interesting sham though is you know at least one of them and yelena knows that they were manipulated and lied to uh in hawkeye because she she realized you know she learned the truth about what happened with um with her sister from clint like i wonder we had the the idea that perhaps val was somehow leading this team but you know what is the relationship between the Thunderbolts and the government and the Thunderbolts and Val? Like, how is that going to work? I'm interested about that show. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see. Um, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm kind of with Kendall. I'm very, I, I'm very skeptical about this, just this movie as a whole, the story of the movie. Um, I mean, the action has the potential to be really good, you know, um, that I have, fairly high expectations for i think um but again with a century with a, a you know a superman like character with superman like powers and gets to a point where it's like you know you know is this gonna like what like what is the action gonna look like and i don't know it's just a lot of skepticism i feel like the the, the, the dichotomy between the heroes and the government and how that's gonna work should that i feel like that should you know they can do that. I think that that can be done well. Um, you know, I think it's just you know, is this team gonna mesh? Um, there's just a lot of characters, but um, but we'll see. You know, we'll see how it works. And as we say, and, well, did you finish? Well, no, yeah, I was just gonna say. I mean, I think it can be good. There's a lot of likable uh, talent in this movie from an acting perspective um but you know it's it i i feel like if it were like a great wow thunderbolts is great i i i'd be a little surprised i'd be like wow that wow thunderbolts is like like that good like wow okay you know i'm i'm really not i'm expecting you know at best like good to great um from thunderbolts yeah man least, i mean yeah go ahead Kendall. I was just going to say, we say it every week, but I'll say it again. It's also strange that we're just getting, and I get, like, there's a, they have a timeline, a slate. They got to they gotta move in certain order, order of operations. But, man, you know, like, when are we going to get something from Fantastic Four? You know? Like, <laughs> Kendall's going to say it every week. It is what it is. Either Kendall or Shamar are going to say that every week when we talk and about the like, story. And X-Men. You know, but I'll give you X Men if you're gonna give me Fantastic Four. I'll, you can have you can have X Men <laughs> right. stories. If you're at least getting updating me, and I get it. I don't have to hear it from Kevin Feige. I know Marvel's deal, but like the fact that we don't hear anything from behind the scenes tells me they ain't working. They're not doing anything right now. They're working on Thunderbolts, and I'm what, like, what, why what, are what, they What if they work? What if they working? But they just got it under lock and key. What if they're just working? In a way that 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 is not getting leaked and, and leaked to death, which is in a way wouldn't isn't that what we want? Like we don't we want that would be Marvel cool. To, 
to, that would to be, be able cool, to, man, whenever but... they reveal what they're ready they're, to reveal it and not have it be spoiled by these, uh, you know, again, they're scoopers. But Kendall, as you said multiple times on this podcast, you refer them as leakers at this point. Yeah. <laughs> you sound like former President Trump. <laughs> you like, got to get rid of the leakers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, um, yeah, I mean, it's just, I mean, that would be fine. But you got to release good projects in the meantime. Like, like good projects, like very good projects. And they've been very hit or miss. It, it's less about it's it's less about it's, EJ. You know, as a Knicks fan, remember when there was that stage? Uh, there was that time where the Knicks weren't doing press conferences. They still don't. But yeah, like, yeah, the yeah, Knicks exactly. front office wasn't doing press conferences. It wasn't about like the team won't be good next year, or there's no chance the team will be good next year. It was about the messaging. It was about how about we assure the fans that there is a plan in place to put to make sure that the team is good next year right now with marvel like you're right like they may have they may have a great announcement in eight months at comic-con that we've got you know all these you got all these great ideas for fantastic four and x-men but like but eight months from now like eight months from now is that's that's too long we've got like Three movies and shows coming out in between that, mm-hmm. and are people going to go into it being like, "Oh man, Marvel, you know, is still on that phase one, not phase four nonsense," you know, yeah. uh, you know, just apathetic, as you know, when you, if you have all this great stuff, I'm not saying you gotta you gotta spoil it, but you know, again, you know, just feed some breadcrumbs so that people can chew on something. At least give me a, give me a trailer for the Spider-Man game. Give me something. Do something. Man, well, well, I yeah, think Marvel. Something. Well, I think you got to point on something. Like, I think Marvel has always had this idea that they couldn't, they didn't want to get too far ahead of themselves with big news on certain things when they have other projects that they're trying to promote. And and to right. be fair to them, right now, though, it has not been the case always during Phase Four. But right now, like Avengers, Ant Man and the Wasp is a major project. This is not like some little like you know, uh, you know, some little Mickey Mouse crap that they're putting out there. I mean, King. Kane the Conqueror is being introduced in this. He's going to be the villain of an Avengers movie. So right. this is a big deal. So with that being said, though, I do think there is something to be said that, like, hey, announcing some of these other things actually will get people excited for the projects you are putting out currently. You know, like this this notion that you can't tell us more information about what's going on with other projects that everybody really truly cares about and not saying they don't care about this other stuff i mean everybody cares about secret wars obviously but like yeah. you know the fox stuff the fantastic four and the x-men that's the thing that people care most about even more than secret wars and it's okay to reveal information about that stuff it's not gonna make people think oh i don't care about ant-man now like i i don't feel that way i think it'd be the opposite i think people will be more enthralled and more interested to one see because i think they may feel like maybe we'll see some sneak peek or some easter egg in these other projects that we now can anticipate because we know marvel actually is working as kendall said that they he doesn't feel they are working given what the lack of stuff we've heard i think that's always been something that marvel i would i don't necessarily agree with how they've approached certain things that that has been kind of how they've approached it they've always felt like they couldn't you know do so much about telling you what's happening for the future because otherwise people won't care about what's happening in the present and when you got projects that, you know, again, Ant-Man and Wasp is not that right now. But other projects, like, you know, this was an Eternals month or this was a Shang-Chi month. 
like, you know, dropping, hey, this is what we're doing with the X-Men, <laughs> you know, it, it, the thought is that maybe that'll make people think, well, uh, who cares about that little Shang-Chi movie now that, you know, they're talking about the X-Men. We'll never, I guess we'll never really know if they're right or wrong or not. Cause and it this puts is how a they lot of pressure worked. on this is how the they've movies because if these projects come out and they're okay, and people just like, are just going to be I like, need this. Yeah, I, I could have yeah, like, wasted my time. Yeah, you should have just I, not done this and just given me X-Men faster. Yeah, I mean, like, poor Secret Invasion. I, I think Secret Invasion is going to be great. Yeah, it looks like but, it's going to be great. But it, it's got a lot of weight on its shoulders right now because Marvel's not giving us anything else. So <laughs> people are going to be clamoring for Secret Invasion to be, like, like Winter Soldier <laughs> because Marvel's been so quiet on what's coming out and the stuff. The only thing we're hearing stuff from is coming out of New World Order and Thunderbolts. Yeah, and those too. could be good. Wind up being very good, but um, I and look, you want to know who I would give a lot of credit to because they know how to play the game and they're technically Marvel, but they're doing their own thing right now. Ryan Reynolds and Hugh Jackman, they're they're playing this game with Deadpool three. They're teasing stuff. Kevin Feige hasn't said a word for the most part, but they're doing their own marketing campaign and it's working. Yeah, I think people are fi- fired up for Deadpool three more than they are for some of these other movies that they should be fired up about because Marvel's announcing them. I I still but, don't understand what the deal is with <laughs> how they promote Deadpool and everything else that Marvel does because it's, it's it, it, again it looks like it's and usually this stuff is by design but it looks so different that it looks like they're oh, just yeah. doing whatever the hell they want <laughs> and Kevin Feige's learning Hugh about Hugh Jackman stuff. like retweeted the boss logic. False logic showing the dead the Deadpool and Wolverine mask. Hugh Jackman's like retweeting it or yeah. reposting it, you know, as if like, oh yeah, I'm gonna be wearing that Wolverine mask in Deadpool three, like yeah, yeah. The, you could argue the most anticipated project from Marvel right now is something that Marvel has not announced yet, because they have not announced Deadpool. Like that, we keep no. forgetting that. Like, there's not been a formal announcement from Marvel Studios. Hey, this Deadpool movie's coming out this time. We don't, have, you know, a title. We don't have anything like it's but like given the promotion for it, which I agree, it's been stellar. It's you would think that this is a movie that that they put a great amount of time in, but they, we haven't heard anything from Marvel on it. But we only heard from Cavill and from it's not Cavill, Jesus, from Jackman and from Reynolds and from uh, the directors and writers are talking, a lot, talking, talking about, a lot about Jack, this movie. Jackman talking about how he's got to get in the best shape, going to be in the best shape of his life and. You know, he's going to be the biggest you've ever seen him in this and that. Like, that's getting people excited. You know, and I wasn't that excited for Deadpool 3 months ago. I was it definitely wasn't that excited about it before we knew Jackman was involved. And now that that's that's bumped up to the top three. Cause at least I know something. I know I know what it's about. I don't know what it's about, but I know stuff about it. They're teasing it. They haven't told me the plot. I haven't gotten spoiled. I I know I feel like I know the plot of Captain America: New World Order. That movie I haven't even seen. I haven't seen a clip of that movie. And yeah, like I said, man, this is it's just something that that kind of goes to. I don't know how I feel about them, especially while they're in this rut that they're in. I don't want to hear about like even in Comic Con Disney. I don't want to hear about twenty twenty seven. I don't want to hear about it. I don't want to hear about it. What? <laughs> it's like a team. <laughs> give me. A, that, give me... It's like a team, a football team that went like. Seven and nine in the last three years. That's like 
hey, we just got the 2025, we just got a 2026 draft pick. That's what like, I'm saying. Like, let me know how we're going to be better next like, season. Like, what are we? Like, who's Reed Richards? Tell me that at Comic Con. I don't want to hear about mutants or are on the way. Who's Professor X? Who's Jean Grey? Who's yeah. Rogue? Like, tell me something substantive about these projects. And I don't want. I don't need another slate. I just who is gonna who is playing in these characters that I desperately want to see. You know, like in the MCU. You know what else can have a lot of pressure? X Men '97 is gonna a lot of have a lot of pressure coming out later this year. Spider Man freshman and then, year. And these expectations get set so high. The expectations are getting set so high. I feel almost like they they just can't even meet these expectations anymore. They can't for anything they're coming they out with right now. They can't meet these expectations. They can't. Like it's it's so it's 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 so often. Honestly, I think Ant Man is going to be the best thing that happened to them because the the expectations are are going to be so inherently low. Not only because right. they've I, yes. been they've been okay, but just because it's Ant Man that yes. like the fact yeah, that. Absolutely. It seems like they're taking this movie more seriously than, obviously, the typical Ant-Man movie. Maybe t- the typical Marvel movie. That, like, I think that'll help the the that level that even that out a little bit. It'll help balance that where people are gonna come out of Ant-Man and be like, "Wow, wasn't expecting that to be so dark and serious and you know thrilling." And so that should help quite a bit. But for the most part, yeah, people are coming into these movies. You know, people going into Black Panther expecting Storm and Doctor Doom, and you know, oh, they, they're yep. coming out with little TJ. You know, people are like, "Oh, that's it." <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, I don't know. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, I mean, is there? Look, I, I do think that one thing I will say about Ant Man and the pressure, in some ways, yes, maybe the pressure is a little less, but I still think that because Kang's in it, that there is still some expectations. And like I don't think they could survive this being just okay, and um, and because they didn't have the expectations being as high that they would they, that they could live with that. I think that there I think there's an expectation rather the opposite. I think that there's an expectation that Marvel will get right with this film, that Marvel is going to head in the right direction because of this film, because of what we've seen from these trailers and people. Everybody at this point has heard about Jonathan Major playing this Kang character and how big a villain this is. So I think there is a, some big expectations there, but. You know, I, I do think that Marvel does have to figure out what they're going to do in terms of uh, how they do these non, you know, Fox years of promotion, you know, with these other movies. I mean, non-Fox years, not years where they're not doing these, you know, Fox movies or or doing active promotion, or active announcements about these Fox franchises, whether it be X-Men or Fantastic Four. They got to figure out what they're going to do to keep people in, in check pretty much since then. I think that loveness i think in some ways is speaking to that in those quotes we heard at top of the show where he talks about putting the get pedal to the gas uh i think that you're going to start to see that here pedal to the metal and um it's going to be it's going to be interesting it's going to be interesting but i think that's going to be a good place to leave it for this episode of new generation hero talk so thank you guys so much for checking us out of course if you enjoyed this episode you can catch all of our shows on the New Generation Podcast Network. You find that on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Spotify. Uh, or if I did say Spotify already. Um, you can also check us out on YouTube. Follow us, New Generation Media. Follow us on social media. We're on Twitter, New Generation Pod, Instagram, New Generation Podcast, and Facebook, New Generation Media. Follow us individually on social media. You can follow me on Twitter, EJ underscore Stewart, Instagram, Action EJ. Shamar can be found on Instagram, Snapchat, MCCN22. And you can follow Kendall on Twitter, at NewGenKen. That'll do it for now. Thank you guys so much for checking us out. For Kendall and Shamari, 
I'm EJ. Take it easy, guys. Peace.